Atlanta Toyota presents WSB In-Depth. Darren Adam is in Iceland, where the entire town of Grindavik has been evacuated. That's several thousand people. The ground has now literally shifted. Major volcanic eruption appears imminent. You cannot rush Mother Nature, though, of course, Darren, and we've been saying imminent for several days now. Yeah. Are people complacent, or are you just like on so much pins and needles you can't eat or sleep? Well, I think people in Grindavik, or at least the residents of Grindavik, who have been evacuated, of course, nearly a week ago now, are exhausted by waiting to find out what is going to happen. Because in very many ways, the best thing that can happen is that there is an eruption, particularly to the north side of this long magma intrusion, this 15-kilometer underground passage that is full of magma. If that erupts to the very north of that, which is as far away from the town as it can be, then that will actually provide some certainty. And you might find that people will be able to return to their homes and will want to return to their homes. Because if this doesn't erupt, imagine going back to your home in Grindavik, which is the town on the south coast, this, the south coast that's been evacuated, where part of this magma channel uh, runs underneath the town. You would be wondering every minute of every day, looking over your shoulder, wondering if there's going to be a volcanic eruption to follow the earthquakes that have happened. So the best thing that could happen would actually be uh, a, a limited eruption in the right place. That's what everyone's hoping for. How's it like waiting for this? Are you worried about it? Fascinated? Interested that it's getting so much attention? You know, where does this rank on the Pantheon? This happens every now and again, but this could be a big one. Well, this this set of circumstances is unusual for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the, the previous eruptions that have taken place over the last three years in the Reykjanes Peninsula have been what we've called beauty eruptions. You know, they, they've wanted to be seen by tourists. They've been in places where they can't do much danger. They've been in places that people can get to reasonably easily. They've been in places that tourists can fly over in helicopters if they've got the money. And it's all been very pretty and very lovely. This is different because people are at risk, or at least important infrastructure is at risk. If this comes up in the wrong place, there's a power station that could be taken out, as well as, of course, the risk to the town itself. It's also different, as I think we've mentioned before, because the earthquakes themselves have been significant this time. Normally, when you get, you get earthquakes here that precede a volcanic eruption, normally those earthquakes aren't of much significance. As you said in the introduction, they're very significant this time because the ground has split in the town of Grindavik, and there's a lot of earthquake damage in the town. So there are two big differences this time to what we've seen in, in previous apparently similar circumstances. It's worth just saying as well, though, that outside of the danger zone, outside of Grindavik and the part of the southwest that is covered by this um, level of emergency, Life is carrying on absolutely as normal. I'm sitting talking to you in the capital, in Reykjavik. We are at precisely no risk whatsoever. Right. The vast majority of Iceland is at no risk whatever. Everyone's sympathy, of course, is with the people from Grindavik who've been evacuated, without question. But it's really important to say that Iceland is open. Iceland is getting on with life as normal. And if you're outside of this danger zone, you are watching and waiting not out of any fear for your own safety, but with a very great deal of sympathy for those who will be affected. All right, Darren Adam live from Iceland. Thank you very much, sir, for your time this morning. It's 816.